Welcome to Autism Stories, where we connect you with amazing people that help teens and adults with autism become more independent and successful. I'm your host, Doug Bletcher, the founder of Autism Personal Coach. About nine years ago, I became the facilitator of the adult support group for the Autism Society of Greater Cincinnati. It is there where I first started learning from adults on the spectrum on how to best support them. I realized from that point forward that I learned the most about autism from people with autism. So that is why it's really important for me to interview adults on the spectrum for autism stories and learn from them. And that starts with today's guest, uh, Dr. Lamar Hardwick. In 2014, after years of struggling with social anxiety and sensory processing disorder and a host of other significant issues, Dr. Hardwick was diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder at the age of 36. Lamar is a pastor, husband, and father of three children. He holds a Master of Divinity from Emory University and a Doctorate of Ministry degree from Liberty University School of Divinity. Dr. Hardwick is also a popular online blogger and writer for several autism and disability websites. He provides autism educational workshops and consulting for churches, schools, and nonprofit organizations. He also provides mentoring services for teens and, and young adults on the autism spectrum. Dr. Hardwick is the author of two books, bestseller I Am Strong, The Life and Journey of an Autistic Pastor, and Epic Church, Five Steps to Becoming the Church Jesus is Building. We hope you enjoy today's conversation. Well, Lamar, I want to f- first thank you for uh, joining us today. It's great to uh, talk with you. Thank you. So, um, s- starting in uh, 2006, you received your master's in pastoral care and counseling. What uh, led you down this path in your life? Uh, well, I started uh, that program in, uh, in 2006. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and so was a, at the time, uh, the denomination that I was with as a part of the process, they encouraged you to uh, get a Master of Divinity. Uh, and so um, I was always interested in pastoral care and counseling and, um, you know, things like family systems theory. And so I'll matriculate through um, Emory, which is uh, Canada School of Theology at Emory. Uh, I decided to focus on studies on pastoral care and counseling. Will you share um, something in common with many of our uh, clients of Autism Personal Coach in the sense that you didn't get an autism diagnosis until adulthood? Um, and then in 2014, at the age of 36, you were diagnosed with Asperger's Syndrome. Can you talk to us a little bit about that journey? Sure. Um, I guess the first thing to say is that I always sort of knew there was some uh, differences. Right. Um, No, not at all. Uh, and so, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, you know, in those days, if you could talk, then you were just considered to be fine, and which I did okay. Um, another factor was that my father was in the military, so we moved quite a bit. Mm. He looks 
close to us or work with us to do the evaluation. Uh, and a colleague that I worked with at the time, who was sort of a mentor, wrote an evaluation on me. And I put in the evaluation, and I quote, Lamar has a hard time picking up on social cues. Lamar gets laser focused on one task at a time. And there was almost like a uh, diagnosis. Um, and I didn't know what social cues meant, honestly. And so I Googled it. Uh, and it just led me to read a lot of articles and listen to other adults uh, who struggled with that and found out that it was uh, Asperger's autism spectrum disorder. And I kind of researched it on my own for a year, took some online assessments. Those are not designed to be diagnostic tools, but they continue to point to the fact that there's a higher percentage chance I'm on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. So finally, I went to my wife after about a year of kind of doing my own research and told her what I thought I was dealing with and asked her uh, to help me to find someone to diagnose me. And then that transition period before I became a pastor of my church, it was really difficult for me. I really struggled. And so it just kind of pushed the direction of finally figure out what, why is it, is it does it seem like the whole world is in on an inside joke that I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Were there any like, were there any particular articles or things that you read that really jumped out at you that kind of led you to talk to your wife about this? Um, really, I just started coming across YouTube videos of other adults. Uh huh. Um, people, uh, read a lot of adults. Uh, well, they weren't a lot of adults at that time four years ago. Um, on sites like the Mighty. Now, often when adults get uh, an autism diagnosis, then they think, now what? Um, when, when they're at that, this point, like, do you have any advice to them? Just because 
Right. That, that's, that's great advice. Now, evidence suggests that um, people of color are often diagnosed with autism at later ages than Caucasian um, children and have less access to services. So as part of um, being the founder of Autism Personal Coach, I want to be part of changing that. Um, so what advice do you have to me and to those that run other organizations that provide services to those with autism, if they want to as well help to, to change that? Uh, I think uh, as I've been uh, just doing my own research and learning, um, leading up to even after my diagnosis, I think one of the things that we have to um, as a community Right. Well, 
in my opinion, you should be keynoting many conferences throughout the country. And, and I, I've read a, a lot of your um, blog posts, and for those out there that haven't, I, I definitely recommend you Google some of Lamar's posts. Um, I, I know one of, one of your posts, you talked about sensory overload, how that really affects you, and that certain environments in the community, such as um, concerts or amusement parks, sporting events, bowling alleys, church and conferences... Are, are challenging for you. Is there a common theme for these environments that make them so overwhelming for you?
So noises that are a surprise or and are less predictable. Yeah, less predictable surprise. Um, sudden changes. Um, and again, just just it's open eyes when you put all these different types of noises in one environment, and they don't necessarily work together. Uh, it kind of, in my best way to describe it, remember the old AOL when you log on it. Yeah. Know It was annoying at added, at added its volume. Yeah, so you imagine that in your head. That's what everything sounds like when it's all coming at you, and it's you can't really distinguish anything, and it's just super annoying and draining. Uh, and you know, it can sometimes push you over that edge. Mm-hmm. Now. I, I don't want to end the podcast without sharing information about the book you wrote about your life's journey. Can you t- can you tell everybody the name of that book, a little bit about it, and where they can purchase a copy? Okay, so the book is um, entitled "I Am Strong: The Life and Journey of an Autistic Pastor." Uh, you can find that on Amazon, uh, Barnes and Noble, um, basically anywhere that. When um, when you got your diagnosis and the members of your church learned of, uh, of, that you had autism, what was the feedback that you got from them? Oh, 
because a lot of times I never really know how people really be. But I didn't want someone to walk away um, feeling like they had a negative impact on me over something that I can't necessarily control. And so I thought the best thing to do is just be honest and let people know, hey, if that ever happens, here's the reason why. Right. And so not only are you a pastor, but you're a father and a husband. So this is a two-part question. So what, what aspects do you feel like of autism make being a father and a husband more challenging? And then on the other side, are there aspects of autism that make you a better father and husband? Absolutely. So one one of my favorite uh, post uh, blog posts that that was written um, was actually uh, a letter that your wife your wife uh, wrote to you a year after you were diagnosed. Um, would you could you share um, what she uh, wrote wrote to you a year after your diagnosis? Secondly, I am inspired by how much 
want to learn about yourself. I heard you say in the interview on Autism Live that you have to learn who you are again at the age of 37. I can't imagine what that must be like. I applaud you for just having the courage to take that big step and embrace who you are, fearfully, wonderfully made, and being okay with who God created you to be and using all your God-given gifts and talents to learn more about the world you have become a part of. Your response is going to fill some big gaps, and you're already becoming such a huge voice for a platform that is often times forgotten about and never talked about. I see all the work you're doing and how committed you are to autism spectrum disorder issues. Your work in the autism world is going to make huge footprints and lead the way for so many who are already a part of it or will become a part of it. One thing I realized when we started this journey is that I'm having to learn who you are all over again. I've known you for 18 plus years and we have been married for 15 years in January next year. Uh, this was written a few years ago. Mm-hmm. But while your diagnosis does mean having to learn a new you, I'm still goofy hard over Some would question me and say, well, aren't you concerned this isn't the same man you married? And I would say, no, this is exactly the man I married. We have just arrived at a point in our lives where layers are being peeled off and growth is taking place. Our package comes with ASD as a part of that growth, and I'm okay with that. As a matter of fact, this helped to answer some questions I used to have and were put in the Lamar So Weird category. Now, with the help of therapy books and you teaching me more about who you are, I'm able to understand the weird. And believe it or not, it's teaching me so many things about myself as well. Mm-hmm. The challenge, yes, but it's also helping me to grow. I especially liked how in one of your articles you talked about just seeing or recognizing that a coin has two sides and having the ability to see the other perspective. That was really an eye-opener for me because I think we say this all the time about so many things, but in reality, living in living it can be hard because we're always thinking that only our perspective is the right one. I have to confess I am not always right and you are weird. We're just wired differently, but I know we complement each other well as we continue on the journey, and it can only get better. There isn't a day that goes by that I don't think to myself, wow, when I was doing this or when I was responding like that to Lamar, I had no idea how much I was stretching you beyond your comfort zone. I want you to know I'm really sorry from the bottom of my heart. I read and reread your articles. You've written for the mighty. I sometimes think about encounters we had, and it makes me realize how small I I really was in some of those situations. I want you to know my ignorance to you being on spectrum is an excuse, but your confirmed diagnosis has permanently removed all my ignorance. And it's teaching me in so many ways that I can find it by balance and making your journey and our journey together everything I believe God intended for it to be. I love you so much, and my life would not be the same if you weren't part of it. Hmm. Wow, that that's beautiful. And... What was your what was your reaction to um, her writing that letter? Um, it, obviously, it was a lot of encouragement. The first year um, of the diagnosis was uh, it was a relief and sort of a burden at the same time. Um, essentially, because uh, you get a diagnosis, you finally have a, a name for the differences that you always felt, but then there's this burden of thinking that I need to change or that 
things that we could do differently on both sides to, to make our marriage work. Mm-hmm. Well, I definitely agree with her in the sense that you do have a very powerful voice, and it was it was a privilege for me to get a chance to talk with you today. Thanks a lot for um, being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you, everyone, for listening today, and we wish everyone out there a very happy holiday season. We know the holidays can be tough for many on the spectrum, and we are there there to help. Autism Personal Coach is a unique service in that we help individuals with autism by working on meaningful, individualized goals in the setting in which they will be used, so your anxiety is greatly reduced, and as a result, you can become more independent and successful. To get an autism coach for a loved one or yourself, it's very easy. All you have to do is email Autism Personal Coach or call 216-336-5889 and request a coach today. On next week's episode of Autism Stories, we will talk with Haley Moss, the author of A Freshman Survival Guide for College Students with Autism Spectrum Disorders. Talk to you then.